The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Yeah. yeah. New guy got it. <laughs> Woo. Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast Beyond, uh, episode 451. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Marty Sleva, joined by, returning from Australia, Alana Pierce. Hi. Greets. Wow, you're Greets. wearing the shirt and you didn't even say it. <laughs> you have a shirt that says Greets? I do. Yeah. What? Did you know yep. her slogan was based on that shirt? When do we start merchandising slang? I want a Panga shirt. <laughs> or do I? <laughs> uh, and that is Brian Altano. Brah, brah. Uh, and making his, yeah, he did it. He did yeah, it. Yeah, and making his uh, real Podcast Beyond debut, uh, Jonathan Dornbush. My non-drunken. Your non-drunken one. Beyond. BJ Dorney. <laughs> BJ Dorney? Is that what? Yeah, that's one of the BK kids. That's, it was like okay. the one that was, it was between the one in the wheelchair and the one that the... I've gotten like oh. 30 nicknames in three weeks. That's it's, that's going to be the one that do, that also oh, doesn't I'm stick. Sure. Yeah. I'm so confused yeah. right I called now. him... Uh, Don Jornbush, yeah, which is also the name of a man who does sex for money. Dorney Jornbush, where are you from? <laughs> who are you? And why are you here? Uh, I am from. I've never actually been outside this room. I've lived in my whole life. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's the news ghost. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you know, but it's actually a rapid ash. Were you the one that rotated the ever rotating third chair back yes, in the Greg and Colin yeah, days? I, yeah. I would sit behind it and just yeah. slowly. Someone had to spin that seat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't I know it? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I am from New York. Yeah. My oh, man, right there. there. And uh, I come from Entertainment Weekly. was there before. And uh, now I'm doing the news with Goldfarb, so that's why I'm sitting in a seat. So mm-hmm. you work for IGN Editorial proper. You've yes. been an IGN fan for ages. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've listened to like every podcast since episode one. Like Beyond has been a foundational part of my life for the last decade. So this is weird. This is very weird for me. Yeah, this is your first uh, appearance on something you've been listening to for a long time. Yeah, so I'll probably be terrible. That's I'm cool, though. Yeah, we're all terrible. Congrats, yeah, on, we all congrats on making the move across the country. Thank uh, you. A yeah. bunch, all of us did that, really. Right? Everyone in this room. No, a lot yes. of us local. <laughs> yeah, I Australia. Didn't come that, far that, away. That San America's closest <laughs> island. <laughs> no, that's Catalina, yo. That's true. Yeah. Uh, no, well, welcome, man. I, yeah, lo- I love the work you're yeah. doing. So it's it's super it. cool to have you mm-hmm. on board and uh, have more cool original news stories at IGN. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to it. Also, Plus, you're doing news videos for us now too, yes. which is just a delight. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make them as stupid as possible. As you should. Comments yeah. love it, of course. As yeah. you should. Yeah. And you'll also be uh, before we get into the news, we'll go down some plugs. Uh, you'll be at San Diego Comic Con with us next week with Alana and you. We're all going to be there. I forgot about that. It's like full whole people. Is that next week? Yeah. yeah we leave yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Right? Yeah. Yep. Well, 
Mm-hmm. Brian and I found out we're going to be hosting a real interesting segment together. Yep. One of, of us knows everything about it. One of us doesn't. I Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it later, but yeah. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, but that'll be cool. If you see us around uh, Comic-Con at all, uh, say hi. Yep. Uh, Lana's going to be on a panel from 6 to 7 p.m. on Thursday. There's I'm an IGN entertainment that. panel. Yes, I am on a panel. Don't worry, man. I got your back. I'm your <laughs> manager. Week. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Next week at Comic-Con. Uh, also, <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to check it out, uh, last week for Beyond 450, uh, six of us, including Greg and Colin, recorded uh, at a bar, Jackalope, here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Special long two-hour episode where we sort of looked back on the show's history. Um, the PlayStation Legacy at IGN, Greg and Colin, sort of their move to kind of funny, and it was a really, it was a, just an awesome episode. Like genuinely yeah. one of my favorite podcasts I've ever been. Mm-hmm. On. And thank you, Marty, for putting it all together. It was, no, it was, it was my pleasure. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah, honestly, and the response has been so good. Yeah. Uh, Alana, Alana, Alana didn't listen to it because she's a jerk. Well, she doesn't fine. support her friends. I listened to it. To be fair, the the commute from Australia <laughs> to America, America's closest island, <laughs> is so short. Wooden couldn't even listen to a single podcast, let alone Pod, pod class. Pod she, class. There we go. Like just Are you drunk? Yeah. What's in that Red Bull? It's not Red Bull. Uh, And then the final final podcast note is, Brian, you were on another podcast this week. I was. I was cheating on you guys earlier this week with a different PlayStation podcast called P.S. I Love You. Uh, I took over the illustrious and glorious and incredibly loud Greg Miller's chair uh, and got to have a very awesome conversation with Colin, Mm -hmm. no pun intended, or show title plug intended, uh, (laughs) for about 90 minutes, if not longer. And we just talked PlayStation and hung out and answered reader mail, Mm -hmm. and it was super cool. So... Yeah, I wanted to make sure I was on this show this week, too, so I can just be on both. And if there's maybe I'll go over to PlayStation and be on their podcast next. So uh, I don't think that's allowed. Uh, I'll, we'll see. What you can go to the number five PlayStation podcast. I, uh, I I do a mean Ryan Clements. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You remind me a lot, Ryan. Yeah. Um, I get that a lot. Yeah, that was that awesome uh, PS I Love You episode uh, 43. Check it out. Yeah. You guys, you got any scoops? Is there, is there something real good from the episode? Did I learn from them over there? Yeah, or did you get any like hot scoops? Yeah. How long did you order food for in the beginning yeah. before the episode came Oh, about an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> but we ordered ham to keep it even. Nice. So. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. That's I know nice. no one will really deliver a whole ham, so yeah. basically all the, shoes are, all the shows are screwed. <laughs> yeah. I can't talk. Why am I here? <laughs> that's fine. Right. You have to leave halfway through the episode. Uh, so we'll get in the news right away. Uh, no Man's Sky, that, that mythical white whale of a video game, uh, mm-hmm. is finally gold. Which means uh, Sean Murray held up a disc. He didn't put the finger pangus like you do with the Uncharted disc. That's my disc. job. That's your job. <laughs> is, is putting a penis through a disc hole? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's not a great It's a sense. finger. Was it? I thought it was your actual penis. That'd be weird yeah. if my penis was a finger. <laughs> no, I didn't put my, any finger through a disc hole. Neither did he. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the game is gold, which means the game is officially uh, content complete, uh, mm-hmm. You know, except for the fact that I'm sure there'll be a day one patch and everything. But also, uh, the weird news was that they said the game is only, was it six gigs? Yeah, six gigs. Yeah. So how That does, doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. And evidently the reason is because of math. Math. Yeah. Is because like they didn't put graphics in the game. It's but just can a bunch you say of like, math. That's like an actual reason. Well, that's how they sort of first described it to everyone when like people didn't understand how it was working. They would be like, "It's just the math, just yeah. math." And was, yeah, and it's people were like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Yeah. Instead of like having to put like HD math, assets, yeah. like in Uncharted, like you have like HD mountains and cities and stuff, and they all mm-hmm. look real pretty. And there's like, yeah. a lemur in that one level. With this, it's just a bunch of math, like division signs and qu- qu- quotients. So oh, it's, like, yeah. it's just like a maths game. Actually, yeah, it's like number munchers. Math- did you ever oh, play that? Yeah, I played number munchers. Yeah, I did play some kind of math game. <laughs> Why did you say that? The last? It's, it's a funny game title. Yeah, um, no, I think this is really cool. It's a uh, it's a small team making a small game that's mm-hmm. going to be gigantic. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so awesome. Is it weird that this thing, which was revealed two years ago, over two years ago, I think, at the VGAs, um, it's weird that it's like we're gonna be playing it soon. Yeah, like we'll probably be getting review builds soon, and it's very strange to me. Kind of surreal. It was like when um, when Mighty Number Nine showed up at the office, 
I was like, "What a great day!" Yeah, what a great day. <laughs> <laughs> well, which it sucked because by then we kind of knew. But um, I, I was holding it in my hands. I'm like, "It's real. Like mm-hmm. no one can ever take this from us. Like yeah. this is actually, this actually exists." And then a minute later, I was like, "Please take this from us, <laughs> anyone." Uh, I feel like the weirdest part of it though is that, like, unlike something like Mighty Number no. Nine or even like. I don't know the wait for like this fall with with Last Guardian and uh, Final Fantasy 15. It's still built on a foundation that's familiar. Yeah, like I've played Eco and Shadow, so I understand that this game can be real. Whereas I still don't understand. And like you've played Inafune's games in the past, you can understand how Mighty Number Nine could be real. Like Mm -hmm. I've played Joe Danger, and I don't understand how this could be real. I don't either, and I don't. I think my main question with No Man's Sky is what I'm going to be doing the majority of the time, personally, myself. Like, yeah. And I know there's going to be a lot to do, but I don't know what I'm going to lock in on specifically mm-hmm. and just become like, this is my thing. Like, is it flying around in space? Is it landing on planets and, and wrecking shop? Is it like building ships? Like, what can you do? What, yeah. what will I be doing majority of the time? Or will it be something where I only get into it for a little while and then walk away? It mm-hmm. seems so. crazy that they've actually managed to market a game without anyone knowing what you actually do. Yeah. Like, how did they manage to do that? And I've said it before, but I'm really skeptical about No Man's Sky. I feel like uh, everything that we've seen looks very similar, and I don't care about how big the thing is if nothing is interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm not ruling it out that it's going to be saying it's going to be bad, but I am really apprehensive about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm concerned. I'm the same way. Like, when anyone brags about how big their open world is, it doesn't really impress me that much. Yeah, but is it a good open world? It's about density. Yeah. Yeah. um, But I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is the like exception that proves the rule of uh, it is that big and that is the selling point. Yeah, like the the mm-hmm. sheer scope of everything. If that yeah. is because that is what space is, right? Yeah, like space is amazing because it's infinite. Mm-hmm. Is it? Does space have an end? Does space loop? We don't know. It's no. getting. Um, don't if you go like all know. the way to the left of space, do you end up at the right? I don't even think. I don't think space ends even no. in this game. That seems, I think that seems dangerous. Well, there is infinite. a center of the universe. Yeah. And they'd be keeping yeah. that secret. And evidently no, it's, it's not a, infinite. It's a there's, level of Joe well, danger. Maybe yeah. the space yeah. doesn't end, but there's something like 18 quintillion planets or something. There is an amount. Yeah. You made that. that. No, that's the. I remember the news story, like writing that out. Yeah. And we, I could, think, we couldn't know what that number I think was, at the very so. least, uh, the game is beautiful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, the music is awesome. So even yeah. if it's something that I just boot up every now and then and play for 20 minutes, to zone out. Yeah, zone out, find a planet. Yeah. Have a few drinks in the real world. Not in, I don't know if you can drink in this game. Probably. Uh, Probably cool can. space bars? Yeah. Damn. Like that. A cantina. What, if, yeah. you just, what yeah. if you could just found a space bar? That'd be right. I would just live on a planet and forever be a space bar. You could at least name your planet space bar and make people think But people are going to think it's a stupid yeah, like exactly. the, the, the stupid <laughs> thing that you borrow the space. True. Yeah. Double entendre. Oh, sorry. No, but if they had like Fallout style like shelter building, then I'd be so down. See, that's exactly it, right? Like I want to know once you get into the actual nitty gritty of what you're doing in this game day to day. And I know there's going to be so much to do that I don't know what I don't know what will be the 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 winner of all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's if it's flying through space then yeah, hell yeah, I want to do that. If like there's dog fighting or anything like that, um No. Is there any sort of don't, com- no? Don't, don't, don't make dogs don't fight. Make dogs fight. No, in space. Don't it's make funny. space dogs space fight. Dogs, fight. dogs fight. Ships. Breathe in space, <laughs> just, just forget it. Well, <laughs> no. Then it won't be much of a fight. <laughs> you guys say there, not me. It's kind of a tribute to the game that maybe one thing that 
sticks to you might not stick to someone else. Yeah. So it yeah. could be that everyone plays it for a different reason. I, mm-hmm. It sounds like you could be someone who just wants to go from planet to planet and yeah. catalog the wildlife you find yeah. and yeah. name planets and be like an archaeologist almost. Or you yeah, which sounds awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah, which I love. It's like yeah. one of my favorite things to do in like a game like Animal Crossing. Where yeah. you're just, it's just like bug hunting. It's so stupid and 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 sort of rudimentary but you do it because it's fun I like stealing all the flowers from the entire town and then putting them in front of my house I do that too so nobody else has flowers yeah also they they don't they lack the animation to do that themselves (laughs) it's very true yeah oh Animal Crossing Uh, yeah uh, my one thing I hope from this game I like whether it's a 10 or a 5 or a somewhere in between which will most likely be somewhere in between mm-hmm. I, would, I would guess uh, is that it's one of those games where we come in every day and everyone tells their weird stories yeah, yeah. like I want everyone's weird stories to yeah. be different because none of us are ever going to run into each other in the galaxy it's, no. it's too yeah. big we're all starting on different planets and I feel like just immediately the way everyone plays in the office will be different yeah, yeah. and that'll be really fun to see what people do yeah, I feel like totally. that's what as a listener, I remember people would talk about when like Fallout Three came out, and mm-hmm. even Fallout Four to an extent, and people would say their stories every yeah. time. I feel like this mm-hmm. is my favorite like thing that. about Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then See? like the moment someone from the office stumbles upon something that the other uh, that someone else in the office named, yeah. whether yeah. it's a creature or a planet or anything, like yeah. that's gonna be so cool. But if I also feel like the environment that we work in is specifically good for that. Like yeah, maybe sure. yeah. like is anyone gonna play it just completely solo? Like. Um, I just, sure I just don't know. I just you, don't with, know. like without being able to talk to other people. But yeah. I mean, that's what the internet's for. That's what yeah. listening to yeah, podcasts like true. this is for. That's yeah. I could see it though as like it's kind of good in a way that's coming out in the summer because a kid maybe he's on break, maybe he's home from college and can't really see his friends. Yeah, yeah. he could just maybe play this game for a month straight. Yeah, he has to go yeah. back. Like that's yeah. and this seems like a game that's built for either doing that or short se- sessions. Yeah. Well, it's also like if you're having experience with it, like. Send it to us. We'll read it yeah. on the show if it's cool. You know, make something yeah. up if you have. I mean, to. honestly, that's like, <laughs> oh, fanfic. Yeah. yeah, that is. Yeah, we should do an entire episode where people just a like fanfic? we just read people's stories. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Can we do them in neat voices? Yeah, yeah absolutely. No man's stories. No man's stories only. Um, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, like, like I said, it's we'll, we'll see what what people kind of really lock in on for this one. And if yeah. if, if if it's a hit, I think it will depend on the longevity it has with the audience Mm -hmm. like you can sell you look at something like uncharted 4 sold amazing and that's going to have longevity for the reasons that it's just a system seller it's Mm -hmm. just a gorgeous looking game and it's a good centerpiece to have in your ps4 library no man's sky uh if if it's actually kind of thin what the what you can do with it that's going to determine how long people are playing it you know i mean it's, it's been what like 20 minutes since we've into a video game podcast in 2016 that we haven't said the words Pokemon Go. But there it is. But everyone's oh, talking about been thinking about it. We're talking about a lot at the end. I made of the a reference. Yeah. To him. Anyway, stuck yeah. in this room uh, to wrap <laughs> that's the kind of game where I think it's going to have very long legs because people are playing it and sharing stories. Yeah. They'll add new things to it. So if they can, if the developers behind No Man's Sky can keep adding things to make it interesting, which I think they will. I think yeah. they, they probably have a roadmap for how to make this. A hit for a very long time. Yeah. And I think as they've been developing, I remember back in the day when they first showed a planet and they said, that'll be like one out of every ten planets right. and the other nine won't be as great. That's not a good game. Like, no one would want to yeah, play right. that. And I think right. they, yeah. what, they haven't said anything publicly, but I would assume they took that feedback to heart. Yeah, and we're like, instead of doing a million planets where you have a 10% rate of hitting something interesting, it's like, do a thousand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and have yeah. them all be cool? Yeah. And, and have them all be diverse and have different things on them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. the interesting challenge with stuff like that is that a Developers want to maximize the amount of impact their work has on an audience and basically the amount of visibility it has on an audience. So if you make something – I told this story before, but like somebody was wrote in about how they didn't like Uncharted 3 because of that scene when you're on the plane and you're fighting that guy and all the shipping crates are getting knocked mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. 
he was like, I wish you could just jump off the plane and like land in Africa and like go on a new adventure. And I'm like, do you understand that's like five years of work <laughs> from like people who can't see their husbands and wives? Yeah. And, like, no, they built that in there. They yeah. just forgot to let you do At the yeah. off chance that players are going to be like, screw this fight, yeah. and they just parachute out. Yeah. So you don't want to put a ton of effort into something that people don't see, yeah. um, which is what I am kind of worried about in this mm-hmm. game. I'd rather like the focus was honed in on stuff that um, was polished and tight for everyone to yeah. enjoy rather than just this like jack of all trades master of none <laughs> expansive universe stuff yeah. that you don't really get to see a lot That's of exactly it. what yeah. i'm worried about yeah. but i think no matter what uh i'm already impressed by this yeah game. me too yeah, i'm totally. incredibly excited for it by we're being minute. we're being kind of measured right now but yeah. we sort of have to we sort of have to be but i i'm i'm incredibly excited for this game yeah, yeah. especially because it has bootleg x-wings in it yeah yeah which is really cool that's the only thing better than real X Wings. Yeah, I mean, if it gives me a little bit of like that sort of like weird Star Wars feeling of like I'm this guy in a ship by myself and I landed on a planet, and I don't understand. There's weird brontosaurus monsters everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like that, I'm totally into that. That yeah. sounds awesome. And yeah. apparently, most of the uh, six gigs is music. Yeah, which is awesome. Which I love. Yeah, yeah. Like, the music yeah. they've had so far, like they've they've played Super a lot cool. of it live, has been yeah. really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really good. And I think like even that could be something that could get me really hooked. Yep. Is if the music is triumphant enough for me to feel like I'm... Or if the music... I feel yeah, like they, just, they released a single like a week or two ago. Yeah, Lemonade. Um, yeah. The Beyonce song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lem- yeah. Beyonce's Lemonade will yeah. be... It's the only it's song. concept album. Yeah. But it's um, in F-L-A-A-C-C-C <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it's actually three C's because it's oh, such a okay. high quality. <laughs> no. And that's why... That's basically five and a half of the six gigs of this game. Oh, okay. It's just a really hmm. long, just 40-hour version, version of, of Lemonade. Beyonce's Lemonade. Wow. Is yeah. the other yeah. half gig like Jay-Z's response album? Yeah. That's like it, very deep. And he's just like... Sorry. It's actually just a long recording. That's sort of it. And Cheating on You with Becky was one of them. Yes. Yeah, that was bad. So yeah, No Man's Sky looks awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Stoked for it. Wait and see. See what happens. Who's reviewing that? Uh, Dan, Dan Stapleton. Dan Stapleton. Dan Stapleton. So, the thing I'm not jealous of. So hopefully this game is nothing like Bloodborne because he didn't like that. Speaking, Speaking of, of Bloodborne, oh, that was uh, beautiful. A Demon yeah. Souls remaster could happen, but it would be from a different developer. Yeah, in, uh, in an interview with uh, Miyazaki-san, who's uh, the head of From Software and was the lead on Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and Bloodborne, uh, he said that. FromSoft is sort of not in, uh, like, they don't own Demon's Souls or Bloodborne. They own Dark Souls, uh, but Sony owns both uh, Demon's Souls yep. and wow. Bloodborne. So, in theory, if there were a remaster, uh, it would be in Sony's hands, which I do think will happen, um, especially given, I don't know what, like, we had Dark Souls 3 earlier on in the year, but I don't know when we're going to get the next Souls game. Probably, Probably not for another two years yeah and so this would be an easy way for them to sort of do a, an HD port of yeah. the, the first Souls game that a lot of people didn't play because it was a PS3 exclusive and it was super niche like yeah. it's also very hard it's extremely I, hard I kind yeah. of wonder if it's even a smart idea to remaster it I mean the thing is if if you had played Dark Souls 3 and that was your first Souls game mm-hmm. and then you went to Demon Souls or even Bloodborne which I Seriously, feel like a lot yeah. of people have and then you went to Demon Souls you would just be overwhelmed I mean I went to Demon yeah. Souls after the first Dark Souls and I was like geez this game is unforgiving so, yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say because I remember play, I played Demon's Souls when it first came out and I got my ass kicked immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I, that's par for the course for mm-hmm. games like that. But I'm wondering if like I got my training wheels from Dark Souls and Bloodborne to come back and be better at that game. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe it's the other way around. Yeah. I just feel like Demon Souls is really um not even unforgiving in like combat. It's just unfriendly. It doesn't yeah. tell yes. you how yeah. to do anything. You just are very confused. Yeah, there's and a lot of like in the sort of the level structure is like it's not yeah. a big open world. It's a you have the central hub. The, the inventory's the, a pain. Yeah. Like it's, you have to use yeah. moss. 
Yeah. I don't I, like any game where you're using moss. I always like, I, I kind of like commend that in this day and age. Games that not use games that use moss. Yeah, moss based games. Yeah, that's yeah I'm a big fan of moss. <laughs> Huge moss. fan. When a rock sits wet leaf in, the, <laughs> in an area for long enough to <laughs> grow its own grass. What a gross um, way to describe it. No, moss. like I feel like games there's Elizabeth Moss. Yes, exactly. I, or Ollie Moss. I feel like so many games are so baby mode hand-holding now that it's kind of awesome when a game's just like figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I grew up in the 80s, and video games back then were just like hard as and they came with a little sticker on the back that was just like collect the points to save the thing. Who cares? Good luck. That's uh, what made me fall in love with Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I first mm-hmm. played that on PC. It's very different on console, but you basically just get planted in this world. It never tells you what you can build or how to build anything, whereas the console version's kind of... They have, did you play before you, like, like all the, Did you play Minecraft early on? I played it when it was in beta. Okay, so you did. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I remember playing it back then and being like, how do you do anything? I love that. And you had to learn. It was, it was so really cool. And the internet got together and they were sharing t- uh, tactics and techniques. And people and were pe- figuring out how yeah. to make things. And, yeah, it was awesome. And it now, was awesome. like, on the console versions, there's basically just a button. And you're like, oh, yeah, I made a chair. That was mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, yeah, so I basically don't like it at all on yeah. console for that reason. But yeah. um, So I don't know. I'm, I kind of commend games in 2016 yeah. or 17, whenever this thing comes out, that uh, are kind of like, we're going to kick your ass and it's going to be prison rules and you better yeah. learn. Um, well, and I think now that yeah. people have been conditioned by all the other yeah. Souls games and Bloodborne, I played Demon Souls back when it first came out and I just, like three hours in, I was done. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't deal with it. And right. I was like, I, yeah, I didn't finish it. You made it, yeah. I mean, you made it further than most people do, actually. Three, three hours is a lot for a game like that. A I'm lot sure of there's get, a huge drop off. Yeah. 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 yeah, It was just that sort of thing of, I just can't do this anymore. But yeah. now that I've seen some of the other games and had some time with them, like I'd be interested. In well, them. especially yeah. if there wasn't that like zeitgeist on the internet of people rallying around and talking about it. Like when Demon yeah. Souls came out, like Keza was one of the only people who was like championing it, which yeah. is super cool that we yeah. we, we got on super early. But like, it wasn't one of those things like when Bloodborne or when The Witness or something came out where it's like, hey, this game's hard, but we're all in it together. Yeah, it was like it's this game's really terrible, point. and you are a in solitary confinement by playing yourself. It. Like one of the most exciting things about playing through the first Dark Souls was that I had this Facebook group of friends that was just like right. talking about strategies and sharing ideas and like telling each other what to do and I would look at that really excitedly every single day and then go play the game. Yeah, which the um, Podcast Demon Beyond Facebook group, actually there's a spin-off of that called, I believe it's called Game Over and mm-hmm. they just got together to talk about Dark Souls. Yeah, and that's like, awesome. They're helping each other out, they're finding cool and it's like just I love that. I think that's so much cooler than... Because think about how many games you guys play every single year that have giant blinking arrows pointing everywhere. Totally. Yeah. Like, that are just like, go here. Like, one of the most egregious I always think of is, like, Perfect, Perfect Dark, Dark Zero. Zero. Yeah, which on the ground. Just, or even, like, I mean, I, I love I like the way Dead Space handled it because it was optional. You had to click into the yeah. stick and it would yeah. show you this line. But even that was kind of obtuse and mm-hmm. it, it messed with gravity and sometimes you're upside down. And it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I think it's really cool to have a game like this. It's yeah. very special. So in yeah. terms of a different dev handling the remaster, that feels sort of par for the course these days. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not worried about yeah, that. Yeah, very few. I mean, I think The Last of Us might be one of the rare exceptions where internally Naughty yeah. Dog held yeah. that because I also think it was Naughty Dog getting their sea legs for the PS4. Yeah. Yeah, that's also um, just such a Naughty Dog thing to do. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, most of the like the Bioshock collection and and the Sly collection, like any of those collections, like they, it wasn't done by Sucker Punch. By right. irrational. Ken Levine is actually working. Yeah, on he's doing himself. He's himself. like yeah. he's, he yeah. takes breaks in between writing the, the Twilight Zones. Yeah. And he Do we does know? It. I mean, is this? That's probably what it's, what's happening with the, the Crash Bandicoot collection, right? 
I mean, yeah, because yeah, there is no, there's no, it's not like Neil Druckmann is like, yeah. hey, Amy, come back, yeah. we need you. He's like, well, we could do that Last of Us uh, sequel, we could do that Uncharted 4 story DLC, but, yeah, yeah, let's get this, Neo Cortex has to strike back. Yeah, let's get, this, <laughs> let's get this naked rat with jorts and have him do cool spins on Apple boxes again. My idol. Uh, yeah. I love it. I mean, you, uh, you made it, you sold it to me then. The yeah. cool, the cool yeah, the naked the rat just, with yeah. jorts? Yeah. 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 Did you know that he had tood? What? Tons of tude. tude. Oh, I miss those yeah. live action commercials with the dude giant crash suit. Yeah, where he, he went to like deuce and he tried to like he tried to like do a home invasion on the Nintendo headquarters. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was rude. I, I one yeah, of my favorite moments in, uh, uh, today was watching you Alana be just completely baffled at the word tude. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys not have that? I, well, I would say chewed. No, no one says chewed. Like attitude. Nobody says tude anymore. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Okay, we're getting a I mean, we're getting, a, we're getting those 90s, three games remastered. Okay. But. Well, then bring it back for for any, anybody who's just got so much attitude that they're in too much of a rush <laughs> to actually say that word in full. Yeah, I'm just busy, Dude. Brian. Yeah, Y'all I don't have the leisurely life where we get two liquids during a podcast. <laughs> a, for, a variety of thirst questions. <laughs> yeah, you clearly have a lot of spare time, yeah, as is indicated yeah, by the amount of they have one you liquid. Have. All right. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm talking about the number of liquids he has. It's oh. fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Definitely got more than two liquids. <laughs> Are we going back to a math game? For IGN. Yeah, this like is... Make this... Each other, what is it? Number crunches? Yes. What? All right. Number munchers. Munchers. From the makers of Reader Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't crunch the numbers, you munch. <laughs> weird um, Alana, you want to talk a little bit about a PSVR thing that you saw at E3 that you haven't had a chance to talk about since? Yeah. So <laughs> the PlayStation VR has uh, a gun kind of controller that is called AIM. I don't know how I forgot that. It's Pretty simple. Uh, but basically, it's a, a physical gun that you actually hold that works as a controller. It has on both sides of the... What's the, the part of the gun that you hold that... The bullets. The handle. The, the stock. The handle? The grip. The, that, yeah. that sounds right. The shaft. <laughs> the gun handle? Oh, boy. Uh, yep. So it has, it has every button that you would possibly need. It's got um, a, a D-pad of sorts and all of your actual face buttons. But... A lot of gun owners are really mad right now. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they're how to they're, they're cocking their grips <laughs> in their in their the cars. handles. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's just got that little move ball on the very end. So the, cl- the bows of the clown nose. <laughs> I always call it. Hong the, Kong. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, That's how you turn it on. Also. You have yeah. to say Hong Kong to excuse it. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a dumb name for that because I also called the other part of it the pickle. <laughs> what of a gun? What's the other part? And the other, the the other part of the move controller. Like a normal. Oh, move I like controller. that. That's good. The pickle and the clown nose. That's why no, I don't name really things. I call them. No, that's good. Well, it's better than a name. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a name for. No, no, we're gonna go. So both of these things lock into this. Yeah, I was about to say I called them for him and for her. Oh lordy! <laughs> both of these things lock into the shell, right? What? <laughs> the, this like, is going well. What? The thing you're talking about. The thing. It's a gun. It doesn't. Yeah. You don't like put your move controller in it. Oh, it's, it's a separate it's a accessory. Separate. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah I thought it was yeah. like a plastic, a ch- like a chancy. Chauncey? Chintzy. I thought it was one of those chintzy plastic things that came like when the Wii came out. And it was right. like, hey, here's your tennis yeah. racket. And you just put I, this I honestly on thought it. the same thing. So yeah. it's basically, it's a brand new peripheral that has move controllers trapped inside it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did do those guns when they first tried to make move a right, thing. Right, right. And That's they what had I, the giant guns. Interesting. And the pistols and everything, yeah. But yeah, it's its own accessory basically yeah. and uh, I played Farpoint at E3 which is the only game that has currently been announced for the AIM and couldn't play it mm-hmm. uh, who went it was me Vince and Ryan so you chose three it. people who are scared of spiders three people who are scared <laughs> of spiders uh, all of us really scared of spiders and this game is 
one, the game's very bad. Um, it's <laughs> it's the environments are very bleak. All, right. uh, all you actually do is walk around and shoot stuff. There is no incentive to do anything but shoot things in boring environments and walk forward. That's it was like you're sort of like on Mars or like some sort of a reddish planet, like canyon yeah. kind of stuff. It was yeah, all very dull. Um, and you move with there's a a, a joystick on the top. And you, it, it's awkward, a little bit awkward strafing because you're holding something, looking with the PSVR and trying to move with this giant gun that is also your controller. Um, and basically just shooting spiders, which is terrifying in VR. Yeah. Just absolutely terrifying. I've said it before, and uh, I did it at our um, press conference for the press conference live show. Uh, basically said that the stuff that's in VR is really, really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Even if it's stuff that you wouldn't think you would be scared mm-hmm. by, like mm-hmm. Resident Evil, yeah. the, the VR demo. That would be absolutely terrifying and I think a lot of people would make it through it. And I understand why if you haven't tried that, you wouldn't think that, but it's everything's terrifying. And these are crappy looking spiders, but mm-hmm. I'm still absolutely terrified. But... The aim actually works very well. So thankfully I could kill the spiders very easily okay. by shooting at them. So in a game that you weren't super stoked about, you saw the glimmer of potential of this weird little controller. Yeah, thing. it mostly seems like the game was designed to sell the aim. Yeah, and Sony was pushing this game super hard. Like this was yeah. the game that was the banner was unfurled on like the first night of E3. I was was just say, on top of it. Was a big yeah. part of their booth. Yeah, yeah. It was a huge and part of we went because they emailed us and said nobody from IGN has come to play this. Yeah, if you've ever seen pictures or videos of the LA Convention Center during E3, it's usually like that's prime real estate. It's like the best it's spots. Got to be super in expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so usually it's Call of Duty's up there, right? Or, yeah. or PlayStation 4 or something. Yeah. Something huge. Whatever's big big thing that year. So it was really interesting to see that specifically up yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, especially when I feel like they probably know it doesn't have a lot going for it. And yeah. that ad didn't actually reference the aim on it either. No. I mean, it showed the guy holding the clown nose peripheral. But <laughs> That's about it. That's mm-hmm. about um, what about the pickle? It was in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that pickle's built into the clown nose. There's a pickle in each one. Yeah. Each so one comes with a as, free as pickle. <laughs> Uh, so there's a couple of interesting mechanics. One of them is if you want to change weapons, you would sort of hold the gun and put it over a weapon that's on the ground, mm-hmm. and oh, it would just sort of yeah. flip into it. And then you can change weapons by like pushing it over your shoulder, basically. So you're holding it, and then you just throw it back, pull it forwards, and it'll be the next weapon. And you could just change that's every single cool. time by doing that, which also worked really well and felt really, really natural. Um, the most awkward thing was probably the... Trying to move and shoot at the same time is hard. I don't yeah. feel it's like all any, built into one thing. I don't feel like anyone's handled that super well in VR yet. Um, no, I feel like some of the best the best first person shooters in VR have been the ones where it's like a handful of spots in a level that you can stand at. Like yeah. I played this. Uh, it was called Bullet Train. It was an epic demo um, for Oculus Touch, where you have the two, like your two things are your, your two hands are your two guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you do is that you're in a train station, and there's probably ten to fifteen points that you can stand at. And you point to the point you want to go to. You warp there, and then you can move in 360 degrees, but you can't move forward. Yeah. And so it's sort of like a shooting range or like a yeah. game where you're popping from node to node. Right. And I feel like Which that even, works really loud. That was so. even non-shooting wise. Batman Arkham VR yeah. did that too and it mm-hmm. worked really well for yeah. their gameplay. Yeah. Right? Did it like make you disoriented yeah. or anything? Yeah. For the most part I think that I dramatically prefer VR games that use a controller. Yeah. That use just normal controls mm-hmm. rather than making me jump around an environment because that can be disorientating. And yeah, moving and holding a gun at the same time just does not work very well. Um, I feel like maybe Oculus controls could do it. Like, maybe with the way that they work, if you hold them as guns because mm-hmm. the trigger's on the back, and then... With the touch, yeah. yeah. I feel like this is such a huge hurdle for VR. Yeah. Well, um, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, what would it take to make Half-Life 3? Every yeah. Half-Life mm-hmm. game that has come out has been... It would... 
super groundbreaking for the genre. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What it would take for Half-Life 3 might be VR. them to figure out how an FPS works in VR. Yeah. yeah, there needs to be some sort of like actual big big leap that goes hand in hand with this because I think it's very difficult when you think of um, first person games you think of first person shooters predominantly some of the best selling games in the history of the gaming industry when you think of VR you think of first person and yet uh, never the two shall meet because <laughs> yeah. you push the two together and people start throwing up inside their headsets for the most part I think there's going to be there'll be solutions eventually there is that sort of like weird like kind of teleport teleporting thing that a lot of games are trying yeah. Yeah. which you beam yourself from place to place but that's not going to work for something like Call of Duty it's no. not going to work for something like Borderlands mm-hmm. or even anything slower paced it's not going to work for something like Overwatch which is as chaotic as ever or Star Wars Battlefront mm-hmm. like uh, that's kind of worrisome because I think a lot of people are thinking like I'm going to put this headset on and I'm going to be in the game I'm going to be in Call of Duty and say, yeah. well not really you're going to be in like a light a gun gallery in Call of Duty, of Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah I don't know That's it kind of feels like the Wii launch all over again yeah that, I mean and oddly enough the Wii was able to handle first person shooters pretty well it's just graphically it couldn't oh yeah there's definitely still some stuff on VR that is awesome but not having FPS which is right now the highest selling genre yep is concerning. Yeah. Someone has to figure out how to do it. Kind of open yeah. its valve. I mean, personally, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, if the industry gets really big into VR and we need to take a small break, break from, from, from FPS oh, games. Yeah, that's fine. Give the Call of Duty guys a vacation somewhere nice where they can cheer up for a few years. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally I choose to have more puzzle games. Yeah. Like, give yeah. me, like, more portal stuff. Well, that's why I like Super stuff Hypercube. like... And yeah. I've, been, yeah. totally. yeah. I've, been, I've been, like, kind of skeptical on PlayStation VR, even though I have one pre-ordered. Um, and walking out of the E3 press conference, I was, like, very convinced that I'm making the right decision by mm-hmm. getting one. Um, but then I realized... I, I read a lot of those quotes, and I don't know if we talked about them on the show, but um, that Sony's pretty much focusing on smaller, shorter, bite-sized experiences yeah. for yeah. PSVR. So anybody really expecting, like, a 20, 30-hour game at launch is just not really going to get that. You know, there might be few, a few here and there. I played a game uh, just before I left that's called The Assembly, yeah. and that is launching on PSVR when it comes out and is expected to be like a 12-hour game, uh, but it's a point-and-click adventure. It's mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. like a 90s point-and-click adventure game. Interesting. Have any of you ever played Mysteries of Time and Space? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's a, it's a browser-based uh, point-and-click adventure where you just have to walk around a room, collect stuff, and figure out how it solves the puzzle, basically, and that's exactly what it is, and that's the kind of thing that I think can comfortably exist for eight hours in VR, where maybe first-person shooters can't, or the technology isn't there yet. AIM is obviously a step towards that, but it still doesn't feel quite right, even ignoring the spiders. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to me, VR works when it's very slow and you are in full control of the speed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very Mm -hmm. passive and things aren't attacking you. Or if things are coming at you, there are few enough verbs to where you can handle them. Like you mentioned Super Hypercube, which is... We've talked about it on the show before, but it's the game uh, Polytron's doing, which is yeah. the Fez company. And it's sort of like uh, Tetris meets those weird Japanese game shows where like a wall is coming at you and you have to contour yourself to the shape of the hole in the right. wall to yeah. fit yourself. Yeah. But like a Tetris shape is coming at you and you sort of have to move a little Figure bit. To, yeah, yeah, and flip it around to make sure it's going to fit through the hole. Um, which, like, that game gets super intense, yeah. like as does Rez or Thumper, but uh, they have so few verbs or way yeah. of like interacting with it that it, it's never like a first person shooter where you're like oh do I run do I jump do I duck do I use a gun do I use another gun do I use a grenade do I lean mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's just like in VR that's too much for us to handle like yeah, I mean Chronos is one of my favorite games that mm-hmm. I've played so far this year that was 12 or so hours depending on difficulty etc but 
the reason that, that I could play that for so long was because it had a fixed camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was nothing that was ever too overwhelming. Even if the fight was right in front of me and I was fighting a giant demon and they looked like they were right in front of my face and I was like front row seat in the stadium to this epic battle, it still was completely manageable because nothing was moving and I wasn't behind something sure, and yeah. I wasn't yeah. managing that point of view, I guess. I hope yeah. that comes to PSVR because that's like one of those, like that's for someone game. who wants like an act, like a game game, yeah. for lack yeah. of a better term, like I feel like that'd be a really yeah, it's solid. A, it's a, that and the assembly are both things that the assembly actually is coming out on PC just without mm-hmm. VR, but they're things that could exist without VR, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's even in itself an interesting discussion. Like, should this thing be on VR? Yeah. Why is it not on yeah. VR? Like, Chronos but is doing one of those small like, two-hour experiences. Like, that's very much, I think, a business move because you yeah. you get so many more people in the door of, hey, I can show you this bad yeah. one thing. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what PS Worlds yeah. is, right? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Worlds it's, be... it's a Wii Sports attempt to be yeah. like, yeah, totally. hey, here's the basics that you need to know yeah. and then, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. This is the thing yeah. that you show your parents which, when they come yeah. over. Which, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm torn on for somebody thinking about buying a $400 to $500 yeah, thing who wants, like, really long, robust experiences right at the gate. But I'm also, as somebody who is getting older and whose time is limited, like, the idea of playing something like Arkham VR in two hours and yeah. then coming into work the next day and being like, that thing was awesome and yeah. talking to people, people about it is very appealing to me, too. So I think, ultimately, like, it, they need to find that balance of both. Yeah. But it's looking like the launch is going to be very top-heavy on much shorter experiences. Which, yeah, if you... Fun. Did you guys see the prices that, that were... Yeah. Really yeah, yeah. yeah, they're appropriate. Um, yeah, they're appropriate. So, yeah. I mean, you're, if you're spending 20 bucks on, on Arkham VR and it's a $20 experience, which, you know, I hate to... Sort of do that allocation of sure. time yeah, of versus course. money debate, yeah. but that's a that's a good deal, especially yeah. like if you're going to spend four hundred bucks on a new system, um, which is ostensibly it is, and then you can get a game for twenty bucks or three like three games for sixty bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm totally yeah. Instead on of getting that. one Call of Duty, you get Arkham and Res and yeah. Russia World. Blood and VR yeah. Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was also those boxes came out, and it's interesting yeah, to see the that. labels. That's like uh, the Until Dawn Russia Blood said uh, it was VR required. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. and it shows VR you, you need, compatible. Well, yeah. you need the we, camera on it and you need the headset, and, yeah. Yeah. which I think is why like the aim is an interesting test bed. I doubt they're going to show six other peripherals at launch because yeah. that yeah. thing, that bar will then on the box be happening. I mean, that's box, that's right. going to be an up and new Photoshop yeah. when it's just yeah. like labeling all those things yeah. across yeah. 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 Also, things There's so many things people have to buy who don't have this yet or who may not even totally. have this. Yeah, exactly. Like, why yeah. complicate that? I've actually yeah. just went through that the other day because I, yeah. I had the $500 version pre-ordered and then I canceled it in favor of the $400 one because I have yeah. a, the PlayStation I. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, crap, I don't have move controllers anymore. Yeah. And I was I like, I can raid our old cl- yeah. console closet here. But I'm like, I just want to buy a set for my apartment and I have to get around to doing that. And then I was looking at the PlayStation World's demo and does that or that, that game package, whatever they're calling it, is that included with the $500 version or the $400 version or one or the other or both? Like, I don't know exactly. So. I mean, it's going to be confusing, and yeah. then there's probably going to be Amazon bundles that do have yeah. things. Yeah. Has yeah. It, is Worlds not an official launch title? It, no, it, it's a launch title. It I'm sorry, sorry, I mean bundle. I don't I think the it's a base bundle. I don't think. I think the $500 comes with Worlds. I know they are selling like it separately. Well, the yeah. thing is, yeah. Yeah. I don't... They're selling it separately because I don't think anyone's ever bundled a console with a game that had an emulated game in it. Yeah, like uh, at right. point. like no, at launch, like we have the Call of Duty bundles now, or the Assassin's Creed ones. But like traditional bundles, yeah, we sports gets fine. Yeah. yeah, when you hit your grandma in the face accidentally. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. That's super interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious yeah. for this fall and to see how this 
if this feels like a console launch or yeah. if this feels like a weird distraction while we're all looking at The Last Guardian and Call of Duty and Mafia. Totally. That's a good point. Stuff yeah. competing with. still in such an early point for this wave of VR. Like, VR has been around for years, yeah. obviously, but, yeah. like, this is still the first test bed. For yeah, well, and it's, it's weird. Like, when a console launches, it launches with, like, Rise and Killzone and Knack, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. This is how consoles launch. Like, I'm, I'm done with my old console. I'm ready for this. Right. But it's like, this is launching with smaller things up against like the consoles are like hitting its stride finally like we yeah. got uncharted this year yeah like we're uh, not like, this is a really crappy political metaphor but when george bush was going against john Kerry, mm-hmm. he his whole platform was like that you don't switch presidents in the middle of a war yeah <laughs> it's like kind of feels like doing that in a <laughs> yeah. little bit. like i'm totally in love with my ps4 totally like i'm all in on that system i that's that's the ecosystem i've i've just completely fallen for this generation and you know as an extension of last generation i was talking about this on ps i love you but like all of your your purchases across sony platforms have extended so long that you're just there you're nestled in and if you if you've been predominantly playing xbox yeah yeah, stuff like that too your friends all that stuff leaderboard same as iphones yeah everything everything else you just some one day you look up and you're like i've been on the same platform for a long time so it feels really weird to sort of just kind of transition over to that i'll be playing some games on psvr but others i won't and well, yeah, and it's weird. You know, it's weird to be like, hey, I'm going to put $400 on this thing. Because usually when you buy a new console, you're like, hey, I'm saying this au revoir to the old one. But yeah. it's like you're putting down $400, but then in February is Horizon and Persona and yeah. For Honor. It's also, like it's if, competing with itself. Yeah. If you haven't even looked up, like, what the – there's new photos that went out recently of what that, like, that breakout box for PSVR. I thought you said like. nude photos. Nude photos are the breakout box. <laughs> nudes from um, the PS4 and VR. It's, it's like half the size of the, of a, or like almost somewhere between a third and half the size of a PS4. It's like a little yeah. baby PS4 that you're gonna have to find mm-hmm. space for somewhere. You could maybe stack it on top of your PS4. I don't know if that's like, a fire it thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it'll explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I already have to find some room in my entertainment center for how, how that's gonna work out. Yeah. Maybe it's time to finally get rid of the PS4. I left a lighter accidentally on top of my Xbox One, and I left my Xbox One on accidentally for like. A week and a half. No, and then I went to pull the lighter off, and it just burned my hand. Oh I'm like, my this God. wasn't a great idea. Really? Yeah, I don't that do. Real dumb. I don't do great. Man. All right. Yeah. Well, before oh, you head into the next segment, I have to go, guys. Brian, which is ironic because it's rapid fire. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, since great. you're not here, it's called Barpo Fire. Barpo Fire. You know, don't just he remind me when I leave. <laughs> no, I can totally do that. We always right, that's fine. I guess you yeah. can. Here, <laughs> I, I got you a can. Aww. You can get five cents off of that. Wow. Man, anger. I, have right. to knock I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Ryan. Beyond. Uh, beyond. Beyond. So anyway. Did you say <laughs> or That guy's gone. Like a bunch of times. All right. <laughs> Poof. Leap that out, too. Thanks for, thanks for filling the dead air while I was writing that down. Oh, because you said both I of those things, I assume that we were going to edit that out. No, I'm I was editing out the cusses. Oh, I yeah, thought then, we were... All right. Okay, I'll fill you dead out. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, you just said two swears in a very small amount of time. We're obviously yeah. cutting this part. Uh, okay. What is Barpo Fire? Barpo Fire is where people submit questions and then we answer those questions. You can submit them on facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond and also youtube.com slash IGN beyond. The first one comes from Jeremiah Potter. Do you guys have any games, movies, or general entertainment that everyone else loves but you can't stand? Jonathan is a real bad one. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know which one I'm going to go with now. Go with go I, with both of them so we can hate you twice. All right, I'll start with uh, the Walking Dead TV show. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah I just uh, well, I, really get it. I had to cover it at EW, and uh, I've done yeah. some coverage here. And the thing is, it's I have just very big problems with the way that show is written, and especially the last season finale just kind of crystallized the long running problems that I've had. So with you're that still show watching it? I had to for work. 
Okay. Um, you don't have to I, I'm not going to now, but it we was won't a, make you do that anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and it wasn't that I couldn't stand this other show. It just I was only invested in it because I felt like I was had to, and it was Game of Thrones. Mm. But I weirdly I loved it this season. I've had a weird like I so looked forward to it every week. But up until then, it was a show I knew I had to watch. I kept up with it, but it was not a thing I was like I I need this in my life. It was never that. Yeah, for me. I mean, I feel kind of the same about both of those. I really like Game of Thrones, but I never. I've been that excited about it. Yeah, it point. was just always that thing of like my friends would have that's exactly every week, and I felt yeah. like I was forcing myself to go just yeah. to go. Yeah, you do have two liquids. Yeah, I didn't he see totally that second liquid. Yeah. That's yeah. why Brian question. said that. Totally I was like, no, you liquids. totally don't. Yeah, there's a hidden liquid. Um, this yeah, is, it's this also is not water. No, it's just pure vodka. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the weird thing about uh, Game of Thrones is it's like if you are not watching it in the office, you're just missing out on a ton of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just confused. Or if you're behind, you're going to get it spoiled. You're just avoiding things. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine is probably TV in general. I don't... <laughs> and also movies. <laughs> I, look, I just don't watch anything at all, ever. Uh, I'll watch a movie if there's... If, if it's a social thing, same as Game of Thrones, same as TV shows. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only TV show I've watched all year. That and Jessica Jones. Is it because it's too... Because I've heard this from some people. Is it too passive for you of a medium? I feel like I'm wasting my time. Okay. Max, Alana just What's said. Up? Alana just said we're going over things that we don't like that everyone else likes like in terms okay. of entertainment. And Alana said TV and movies. Yeah, I kind of no, figured no, she didn't like movies. She once told me that she thought they were a waste of time. That's exactly that's what it just is. But yeah. you play video games. Sure, but you that's play, for what? You, you literally said, okay, right. That's a job. Right, but you understand that having more context by watching more movies and TV makes your work opinion more valuable. As a I critic? would prefer to play more video games. Okay. Well, that's why video games are often bad, because people don't <laughs> experience enough other media. I don't know about that. That's I think true. it's because they hire bad writers right, a who, lot of the time. Who only look at other games and only watch movies and TV. I don't like Maybe. TV so much. Uh, I've come to realize that because I think that's... Um, I think TV is often a waste of time. I think it can also be better than movies in a lot of senses mm-hmm. because it allows more uh, character development and stuff. I think HBO is really kind of a sweet spot between movies and TV, but I still mm-hmm. think movies are probably my favorite medium. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the best told, like, legitimately some of the best told stories the last five years have been The Leftovers and yeah. True Detective Season 1 and sure. Fargo and The End yeah. of Breaking Bad. Totally. And End of Breaking Bad was really good. It was really good. Yeah, it's I not think, that I don't like yeah. those things. I just don't... Um, I'll watch them in certain circumstances, like if I have friends over or... But know, if, if you if had something to be out of your life, it wouldn't. No, I mean that's the yeah. thing is like you get to a certain point where you're like I have a finite amount of time. Yeah, that's and how exactly do I what it is. Because like, I, I did it? when I was in school. Like yeah. I would watch. Oh, Alana, you're now, younger like, than everybody in this room. Yeah, but she sure, also but has. I also work the, at the same, same company as we do. It's not like she's like 22 and like dicking off and three hours a day in school. You have to bleep dicking off. No, I don't think so because it wasn't talking about masturbation. Okay, do you have to bleep masturbation? No, because I wasn't talking about dicking off. (laughs) 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 Oh, mine's all the Bethesda games. I just can't get Skyrim Fallout. Like I talked about that before. I don't know. Yeah, they they seem too big. Minecraft. What's I don't. Seems dumb. I really think that in in the right circumstance you could like. No, I value my free time too much. Like I legitimately value my free time too much that I don't want to waste it with Minecraft. I want to waste it with TV. Yeah, interesting. I mean, everyone's everyone's different, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I found that TV uh, is something I can't get into. Like, Brian loves TV. That's, yeah. like, his favorite medium. Yeah. He's perpetually watching TV. It probably is for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I used to watch a lot more TV. I, I mean, I watched all of Dragon Ball Z, and that's, like, mm-hmm. one of the biggest time sinks of a TV show possible. Yeah. You'll never get those years back. Yeah. <laughs> years. I mean, people are always like, where should I start watching Dragon Ball? I'm like, don't. Read the comic. It's yeah. faster. It's faster and it's better. Like, that's kind of it. I like, I like reading comics. Uh, yeah, I was going to say my favorite medium might, might actually be books. 
books are pretty good. Really it's like kind of hard books. to top them. Not bad. They're yeah. totally future-proofed, aside yeah. from if you get them wet uh, or if you can't read them. <laughs> Uh, well, you're not yeah. locked down to a place. I like the fact that I could take my book and read it at home or on the train yeah. here or at a park. <laughs> on a plane. Yeah. On a plane. Mm-hmm. A, a, a lorry. Yeah. I don't know. I think that... I think Many the, uses the, for books. It's, I'm fascinated by like the, just the, the physical nature of, of media, or not, not necessarily physical, but like compatibility. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can get a book that was printed, you know, 150 years ago, and assuming it's still physically there. You don't yeah, have to update sure your drivers. I'm sure the series that I'm reading right now saw it in the 80s. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And that's I like a, that's that. like 150 years ago. Yeah. When you're a tween millennial. I'm not a tween. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you were. That's what a tween was. Weren't all of us tweens? Yeah. No, yeah. actually, that wasn't a term when we were tweens. Yeah. Yeah. They called makes them, you think. They called them Twix. So Matthew Fieldhouse uh, said, IGN has abandoned the bullet points at the end of a review. The content is found within the verdict section as a paragraph. Was this change debated much in the office and could it lead to something more, i.e. the death of scores or the ability to screenshot them? What? Uh, so that oh, was I like how he finished it with that probably doesn't yeah, make sense. It doesn't. So you lost us on the end there. Basically, <laughs> um, the end of every IGN review has a pro list and a cons list where you write bullet points that kind of surmise the review. We just got rid of those. Yeah, and as someone who yeah. writes a lot of reviews, I'm super glad about that because it, all it does is add annoying time. Yeah, it's add, it adds annoying time and it lets people who never who don't read your review look at it and then harp and on you for something. a word or two taken Absolutely. out of context, which is so yep. stupid. Yep, yep. So yeah, I'm totally I'm totally happy that we took this across the board from movies and TV and yep. games. Yep. Uh, I don't think uh, some of us think we should get rid of scores. I'm in favor of getting rid of scores, honestly, but I don't think it's don't think smart for the business model. And I think most of the audience doesn't want it to go away. Yeah, people like to argue about what's better based on a numeric thing, which I think is really kind of just it's part of games you know yeah. Yeah. like games since Absolutely. their, games since their infancy yeah. Yeah. when they end there's a number there telling you mm-hmm. whether or not you were good at it so yeah. it's only fair that we apply the same rules to games themselves yeah. well and it's different whereas like movies and TV and books obviously yeah. formed when that wasn't a thing right like, games are pretty much from that inception associate a number yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I sort of wish iGen's fluctuated from a 10 point scale to a five, 20 to a, we're 100. at 100 now yeah. like I would like to go back to a less granular scale oh that'd be great yeah, I, I think, think a 10 like, point scale is like Arguing a, a 8.9 to a 9 is really dumb. The only time that I feel like it is valid is like there, there is an in-between, right? Like So we have okay and good, I think, is mm-hmm. uh, 6 and 7? Uh, yeah. So something can be in-between okay and good, right? It's like it's closer to being good than it is to being okay. It's like somewhere in the middle there. So I get that, but it is a lot neater to not have that. It, yeah, I don't think it matters that I much. Think, in, I think in the, the, end. the pros and cons are just the worst thing. They're just terrible. Yeah, the biggest so problem I've had with because those reviewing stuff. They're training wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you if you're a baby and you can't understand whether something is good or bad, there's a score there. And if you're an adult who can read an article, there's the bicycle for you. But mm-hmm. there's these like stupid halfway thing where it's like just figure it out. Yeah, yeah. make your like, own critical. And you have to assessment. have a very small amount of words with the way that we would do them. It would be like two or three words. And doing that and still trying to express a pro or a con. The meaning almost always gets lost. Yeah, like yeah. no matter how you write it, it's so too much water thing came from. Yeah, <laughs> which absolutely. People for context, was basically lost in translation. Uh, that was a Pokemon review, and I believe Callie's argument was that there were too many water types. Too many water type Pokemon, which meant that your team was imbalanced or, or had to be yeah. balanced to counter water, which takes right. away the freedom of choosing a team in Pokemon. Yeah, I, which is a I, giant I, problem with the game. Such a yeah. valid, such, such a valid, valid criticism. criticism. But yeah. when you have to make that two words, it's yes. yeah, like as someone who 
just came here. I haven't had to do any pros or cons ever, but like I, you never will. And You're never actually will. going to a con next week. <laughs> yes, uh, and you will be expected <laughs> to behave to in a pro fashion. It's actually, yes. it's actually so, pros yes. and con. Yeah, pros and you'll be yeah, you'll yeah, pro Zach. So yes. uh, oh, luckily Zach is going to be there. So you write some nice poems. But no, it was the thing of when I read IGN reviews, I never actually looked at the pros and cons because I wanted to read. Like, if I needed a quick look, I had the score. Yeah. And if yeah. I, but yeah, I mostly would read they it. were there it for was. people who who wouldn't do that. But yeah. the problem is, those people, I think, are the same people who read a score and almost sometimes just read it because they want to get angry about it, and sure. then they read the cons and and find things to get angry about. Well, it. it's yeah. also stupid because it's like if you were reviewing, like I was reviewing, uh, I've reviewed Telltale series before, yeah. and I'm like. Uh, episode one, I'm like, uh, hilarious writing. Episode two, still funny. Episode three, yeah. I laughed a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like, what do you what do you want from me? I'm yeah. done with this. Well, like, especially just, like a TV show that's 22 yeah. episodes long. It's like, Grant Gustin was a good flash again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. we did it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of us. But yeah, I'm glad those are gone. I don't think scores are going anywhere. I don't think the ability to screenshot them is going anywhere because... No, we've removed that from this. We've actually oh, uh, implemented uh, a Snapchat feature where it now actually tells us if you screenshot it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we won't be letting we, you read it reviews anymore but we can't really do anything about it because it just has like your first name and your last initial so yeah. it's sam a yeah you're out sam there. a um, no, I, when I was at, when I was at Rev3 Games, we had a five point scale, and it yeah. was like the best. Like that was the best secret because mm-hmm. five points. There's so much wiggle room there yeah. where you're like, man, uh, this game really just middle of the road. Three out of five. Yeah, this game was like it's all right. It's a fun game. Three out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this game was was eh, could have been was a lot almost better. great. Three two out of five. Two out of five. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just, I, I made the joke that it was rev, th- rev three out of five games. You know, like <laughs> the thing is, we'd actually we'd have pros and cons in that, but it was a strictly video like mm-hmm. website, so yeah. you you wouldn't ever see them all together at once, or maybe at the very end of the review you would, but yeah. it was a video, so there's something kind of like it's like how like dogs can't see TV until you get a flat screen or something like it was just like <laughs> people weren't arguing about it what? because yeah, I don't yeah. know like, when it's, thing? When it's an article been able to see a flat screen yeah that's why they got all those Amazon Prime shows for dogs now yeah yeah it's really crazy is that real no I don't own dogs. Oh, kind of <laughs> they do have a, a fun folks for fun fact for all the folks out fun there in, in, uh, in uh, podcast land uh, I think Amazon Prime does actually have a, a ham roasting I think they've got a show on that if you if you look so it up. So if you only listen nice. to the audio version, put that on in the background. Yeah. Or if you uh I think it might be a rotisserie chicken. It's like those fireplace or aquarium things where it's just like an hour of this thing of, nice. of yeah. meat juices. Netflix did one actually. with just Nick Offerman sitting reading for really, a yeah, for like a oh, uh, for so a Thanksgiving. I think I it's saw just him that. sitting there and he just reads. Is he like by a fire? In his head? I feel yeah, like I it's saw by that. a fireplace. Does he read out loud? Or no, he no, he's just reading. It's turning pages. I love that we're at a point where like media is so worthless that that's what we're doing. There was a. Yeah. I remember having to cover a show that was. It was on one of those like, in the hundreds Discovery like spinoff channels, and it was about literally the slowest moving train ever, and it was just a live cam from the front of the train <laughs> for like eight hours, and that was the broadcast. And the, is that a Penn and Teller game? No, it was, I mean, and people the love trains. Was, like man. the most boring television show you'll ever see. Wow. Like they were promoting it actively, oh knowing because they wanted. And I imagine like a bunch of people just huh. got high and watched it. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, train spotting. Hmm. There you go. That's what that is. Heroin. Yeah. Um, next question is from Pablo Zaragoza, who said, Yeah, why do I feel so much negative vibe towards Jared? I love Jared comments. Because he's a piece of shit. People are always <laughs> nah, like, Why is everyone so mean to Jared? Why does everyone hate Jared? Nobody loves Everyone um, loves Jared. Everyone loves Jared so much. For three weeks, and Jared is consistently the most nicest person, and he apologizes for how nice he is. Like, yes. He is the it's, nicest person. It's just he will, ridiculous He will nice do something he that didn't offend you, and he'll apologize, apologize. profusely for yeah. it, and you'll be like, Jared, 
it's fine. Shut up. But it's not so mad. genuinely. He's me advice on my first day, and he's like, "I'm sorry, you don't need advice." And I'm like, "No, I yeah. do. <laughs> it's an entirely <laughs> he, new life." I he need came advice. up to me. Our first interaction. He yeah. came up and he said, "Hello, replace, replacement Craig Miller." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, hey, what's up? I'm Max." And he's like, "Nice to meet you." Oh, I hope I wasn't being offensive. And then he proceeded to apologize for that for the next six weeks. And I was like, yeah. "Jared," and I grabbed his cheeks like the kid in Billy Madison. I was like, "It's okay. I'm not mad." Yeah. But no, he's wonderful. Jared is the yeah. best. Uh, if you ever think that people are being mean to each other, it's because it's out of love. Yeah. And it's jokes. Yeah, well, I'm not mean to anyone I actually don't like. Marty is one of the meanest people I know. Thanks. Now, Marty's actually really very kind. No, oh. he's, he's Brian is really mean, mean like a bear. Yeah, he is. The bears are, he's like a gorilla. He brought two liquids into the podcast. I like today. to think Good. two liquids? Yeah. What? Oh, a lot of liquids today. I only brought a telephone. <laughs> uh, a lot of pictures of liquids on here, though. But no, uh, I like to think of, of lick pics. Jared is. I know. Lick picks? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. On. I meant to say liquid and it didn't work, so I'm just gonna. Lick picks? Huh. Yeah. That's, yeah. You really want a good one, get some nickel nick lick pips, which you get that, you get that nickel nick, the old uh, little wax bottles full of sugar candy, and you just. So Jared's great. Next Next question. Spencer even Breland. (laughs) This one we transitioned from because we were talking about lick picks. The other one was heroin. So, all right. Spencer even Breland asks, what's the one thing to do while visiting San Fran? I should know this too, Uh, because I've never been. I've got, uh, eat a burrito. Eat a burrito on the mission. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's Jared! Shut up! Jared through the walls! Yeah, go to the Mission and eat a burrito. Uh, go to one of the city's many wonderful parks like uh, Washington Square or Yerba Buena or go Dolores. Go or what? Go to Golden Gate. Golden Gate Park's wonderful too. Yeah. The biggest through. one. Yeah, and there's bison. We yeah. just talked about earlier how the biggest isn't necessarily yeah. the best. No, yeah. those are ride ons. Those are ride ons. Uh, uh, right um, I really like Castro. There's really good food in Castro, mm-hmm. and it's also just a really nice district with mm-hmm. a lot of nice walking if you want to walk up to Twin yeah. Peaks. It's very hot. Walk everywhere. Don't drive anywhere. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the Palace uh, of Fine Arts is beautiful. Oh yeah. my god, that place is amazing. Yeah. I would say get out of places that are immediately touristy. Fisherman's Wharf, skip it. Yeah, Union Square, skip it. I don't know. The thing is, if you go to San Francisco, don't do one thing. Do numerous things. Yeah, do everything a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do everything right. a little bit. I yeah. do. Go to Je- also, go to Jekyll. You can drink there. Yeah. They're very nice. How much are they paying you to advertise that show? I get paid in a couple you, hundred bucks a week cool, for uh, cool. trivia. In drinks. Yeah, yeah in drinks. He gets um, lots of, they send him uh, lick pics all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm talking That'll about. That'll be my legacy. I'll be fired for lick pics. That's fine. His liquacy. Becky <laughs> Flossy Atkinson asked, who was your celebrity crush when you were a teen? Jennifer Connelly. Nice. Jennifer, I had a shrine to Jennifer Connelly. I don't know why, because cool. she was like 40. No, she's like 35 then. Yeah, like what uh, What movie? I don't know. Because like, this was really, post-Labyrinth, like, obviously. She was in like Labyrinth. She and was Requiem in for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. I saw like, I was really stoked for House of Sand and Fog, which is a horribly, <laughs> she drinks a bunch of like, like she drinks a bunch of like those little hotel liquor bottles in the like, bathtub and then drunk drives to go try to fight a Persian man. Like yeah. it's a really, really weird movie. I don't know why. I just think I'm King Shame, that's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. Brian always makes fun of me because she's like, her, she says her eyebrows look like caterpillars, but I think she's pretty. <laughs> Very pretty. She's yeah, I think she's shape. very pretty. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. She's married to, uh, not Ultron. What's nice, Ultron? That's actually, I Jarvis. Love, I keep wanting oh. to do the thing where oh, no, guess, uh, yeah. you take the you take a look at the, the real life relationships between celebrities in Marvel movies and then look at the characters' relationships. Like the fact that Jennifer Connelly played uh, Bet, Betsy, Betsy Banner, Banner. and mm-hmm. she, her husband in real life Plays is the Vision. Is the yeah. married yeah. to, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, there's the fact that uh, Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool and Scarlett Johansson plays uh, Black Widow and they actually dated in the comics at one point but then oh, had a weird really falling cool. out. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's Alanis Morissette going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? She actually played God in Dogma so sort of like a Watchy the Watcher ultimate version maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, uh, Emma Watson for me. 
who's oh, the yeah. same yeah. age as her, but like by a year. And so when I was ten watching points for <laughs> Did you ever go to Emma Watcon? Every year. She still hasn't shown up either. It's just such a bummer. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty weird, actually. Stupid joke. Because I think it was one of the best shows. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I brought this up last night. Uh, I was at a bar, and 10 Things I Hate About You was on, and it, mine was uh, Alyssa Olenek, who was oh, Alex Mack. you mean Larissa Olenek? Did I not say any of those yeah, words you right? you said it wrong. Oh, well. I don't even know a name. I only knew her as Alex Mack, the girl that turns into oh, liquid yeah. metal. I didn't know she was oh, in that. Dude, yeah. I really yeah. liked that show. Dude, that show was awesome. That's such a crush on show. Do you remember yeah. the last one where a chimpanzee got her powers and escaped into a Christmas tree farm? <laughs> no. No. What? what? <laughs> yeah, it, like the show spun off into the secret world of Alan Strange or something, or like a- the adventures of Alan Strange. Was that the name of the monkey? No, that was a that was a, a, a African American boy. Okay. Uh, Did you guys also see A Hundred Good Deeds for Eddie McDowd? Yes. Yeah. That's good. I remember that show. That's good. That was a show. Yeah. I don't yeah know. It was, it was like, like a, on the same time as Mercury? Alex yeah. Mack. Uh, he was a dog. Actually. Oh. And oh, he wow. had to make up for all the things that he had done wrong by doing a hundred good deeds as a dog. It was oh, in America oh, it was called no, in yeah. America it was called Who's a Good Boy? Oh, yeah, Good Boy on CBS this fall. Wait, so was uh, yours? Was weeknights. yours that dog? No, mine's Andy Sandberg, uh, which is cool because is, he came to the office, yeah. <laughs> and I avoided him. <laughs> I saw him, and then I, look, I left. You're the only one of us that had like a very easy chance to meet him, but I didn't want to. That's the point. Because you can't, you to can't the point disappoint of- a bitch. <laughs> I didn't want to meet him because that would just like ruin. And I saw that he was short, and I was like, "Oh, dang!" Is that why you've been so like weird around Brian for like the past like month and a half? Is because he, he like shook his hand? Like, yeah. 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 Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Next one is from Yeah Donan. Will Valley Girl ever return? I don't know what this could possibly what? be a reference to. Yeah, what is the that? Frank Zappa song or the movie <laughs> that was Nick, uh, that Nicholas Cage was in? It's an Long. accent thing. Do a Valley yeah. Girl oh. accent. Oh my God, you guys. Hey, everybody. It's me, Stephanie. Uh, we're all going to meet at the Galleria in Van Nuys. If you guys want to just come on by, um, Tiffany's got her dad's car for the weekend. And we're going to go up to Larissa's house in the hills. Oh, and like? we're going to just, yeah. And yeah. her brother's going to buy us some beers. But like cool, like like little lemonade beers. Does anyone else want to try? Monty? I mean, that was pretty good. That know. was very good. I, lived, I like yeah, lived in the good. valley for a no, second. It's, okay. Like, I, I dated a girl with a Valley Girl accent really? for five years. It's called so Vocal Fry. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Are you that's kidding so, me? That's so creepy. Thank you. All right. Anyway. Like, yeah, the next really question good. is from Patrick R.J. McKenzie. Uh, Alana. <laughs> How was your trip? It was great. I went home to Australia for a couple of weeks, and I saw my puppy, and it was the best. And there's I numerous had to puppy, leave, puppy was, videos people should check out. Yeah, I, I uploaded a cool puppy vlog to my YouTube There's channel. a new puppy. Of a new puppy because my aunt got a puppy while I was there. Was so there was just name? so many dogs, man. Butterscotch. What? What was the puppy's name? Butterscotch. Tucker. Mercury. Tucker. Tucker? That's you really just nice arbitrarily thing. guess butterscotch. That yeah. would have been cool, actually. Regret, right. frankly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, leaving was really sad. Uh, hey, Monty, do you take meds for your allergies to dogs? Hell of meds. Hell of meds. Yeah, I take a bunch of. of I have many inhalers. I take uh, Claritin, many pills. My handshake because oh. I take so many steroids. We do exposure really? therapy where oh. you come over and my dog Getting touches you. I like your dog though. He's he's one. I, I like got bad news for you. He's actually a. I don't. I don't think he's a dog. I think he's some kind of weird round cat or something. <laughs> oh no, he's definitely a Pokemon. Yeah. Um, Andrew, how many Same versions Pokemon. of Persona Five did you pre-order? Uh, you're Andrew on this show, so yeah, it's you by the way. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but uh, I think Jen pre-ordered it. <laughs> my fiance, who's a big weeaboo, <laughs> and will be playing that stupid game. Uh, that we're does actually, not sound like anything Andrew would say. We're probably like, going oh, to be. Sorry. I pre-ordered it, oh, and uh, hi. I'm really uh, excited about it. Well. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, 
I pre-ordered uh, the collector's edition uh, when it came up on uh, uh, online. Um, no, 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 but Max, um, it's really cool. It comes with like this dog that's like really cute. Anyway, <laughs> why do I feel so many bad vibes towards Andrew? <laughs> that's going to be the next comment. Yeah, well, that's because we're comment. mean here. Uh, okay. yeah. uh, Jonathan, welcome yes. to Beyond. When do you think robots will have an uprising? Twenty seventy-two. Oh, we'll that be dead by then, right? Yeah, we'll be dead by then. That's like 60 years. That will be old it. and yeah, weak. The, the robots will just unplug our machines. Yeah. They, they are. I need those machines. <laughs> You're going to be ahead in a jar by then, man. <laughs> can, we, can we acknowledge the threat that Jonathan just gave us? It's fine. He threatened me. Threatened All right. Uh, can we point out that uh, <laughs> there was that uh, horrible shooting in Dallas? I mean, there's frequently horrible shootings all over the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one was resolved by a, a robot killing someone with a bomb. Yeah, that was weird. That's right? really weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, really weird. And then we are all playing an AR Pokemon game. Yeah. Also, condolences to everyone who was... Yeah. Just perpetually condolences to everyone. Tell people you love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's Jared, in which case, <laughs> tell him he's a sick... <laughs> God. Nobody Don't tell him that. You. Tell him, tell Jared but you love him. in that accent, yeah. you have to say it like that, yeah. out of the side of your mouth. How do you type that? I want For one of my swears, I wrote 5322 Jared. I usually write down what the swear is, but I just wrote down Jared. Don't say enough. his name. You can every instance of Jared. Every instance of Jared. Yeah. Uh, um, the next question comes from, hey, Max, do you want to read who it comes from? Because I feel like you'll do this better than I can. Oh, God. This one's from Alana Pierce? Feel, Y'all play like Pokemon Go? Thoughts? I wrote my own name, but with question marks uh, next to Alana and Pierce, which so, I feel like is Alana Pierce? Question mark? I'm Ron Burgundy. So the yeah. episode is pretty much done now. Uh, if you don't want to hear anyone talk about Pokemon Go, if you just wanted that episode, you can leave. That's fine. Yeah, we're uh, done. Yeah. Thank uh, you very much for listening. We'll see you next week and talk about more about PlayStation stuff. Uh, I really want to talk about Pokemon Go. Let's talk about yeah. Pokemon okay. Go, Monty. We can do that. This is yeah. a giant, broken mess of a video game and probably the most fun I've had with anything in a very long time. Uh, actually, uh, I want to point out everyone's, everyone's griping about it being broken. It's not finished yet. If you go into the settings, look at the version number. Okay, but that's not, not an excuse. No, it's... But I don't it's know. also that weird discrepancy not, of the App Store is 1.0. Like, okay. there's a, there is a weird thing going on where yeah. it may not be internally I mean, there's something. There's a weird it, thing going on where it's a global... Sen- well, almost global. It's yeah. a massive sensation where people are going out in the real world mm-hmm. to play Pokemon and yeah. interact with each other and God, going out at 1.30 yeah. in the morning and making friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we all know, like, obviously the game has tactical issues. It, it crashes, it's weird, it, you lose signals, uh, mm-hmm. it's... it's has only yeah, a handful of features and it's slowly going to be rolling out but yeah. Uh, yeah I think all of us have had some of the coolest weirdest uh, social gaming experiences ever absolutely it's yeah. so exciting and I love having conversations with people that were like yeah I went to this park and there was like a bunch of people like trying to catch this ponyta or whatever so I stood there for a really long time and it's like that's a thing that you can say in 2016 yeah. I thought yeah. the game was so like we what it came out on Wednesday last week yeah, yeah. Wednesday in the yeah US. and you, you guys got in early like you and Goldfarb and, and Jose and Miranda and Callie were playing it super early and like Friday you guys were playing it and I'm like this is dumb like you guys are so dumb and then I downloaded it Saturday morning and I played for like 15 hours it's amazing and I was like wandering through Chinatown in San Francisco and I stumbled down this alley and there was this like cute hipster couple and they're like hey are you playing Pokemon I'm like yeah they're like, are you chasing a Charmander? I'm like, yeah. And so we like teamed up. We found it. And when I tagged where it was, it was Waverly Place, which is the setting of the Joy Luck Club. Of, and I was like, Disney's Wizards of Waverly. Of Place. Disney's Waverly. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just also like, I'm, I'm like, what is this? Like, how is this a thing? And then I'm at Washington Square Park in North Beach, and like, there's 40 people playing the game here. And I'm like, how yeah. is this? What is this? Like, how is it's this amazing. real? No, it's, and you can tell when people are playing it because of the way that they hold their phones. And there was yeah. this one. So I started referring to places as uh, 
the Pokemon that were in them. So there was this park that I went to that was I was referring to as Volpix Park because I knew there was Volpix there. <laughs> and I went to Volpix Park and there's like five people all crowded around and I was like trying to find this Volpix, right? And I knew that it was close, couldn't find it exactly. And then I was like, you're here for the Volpix? And it was like five people <laughs> awkwardly against like a bunch of trash and like this crappy construction just like standing there like, they're like, yeah. Yeah, we're here for the Volpix. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. so cool. I've spoken to so many strangers and had legitimate conversations that aren't awkward because you immediately have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is a very good way to make friends on top of being an awesome nostalgic. It, it feels it feels like something new. Like, yeah. honestly, like, it feels... I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but it feels legitimately groundbreaking on a interpersonal level. Like, we all kind of... Like, we've all, we're all post-social media right now. Like, social media, no pun intended, social media is completely everywhere. It's mm-hmm. integrated into everything we do. We're especially kind of mired in it because of where we work. Yeah. But... It's also sort of an echo chamber, you know, like you obviously everyone has that racist uncle on Facebook or whatever, but you mute him and then it becomes like this kind of curated collection of people you interact with. Maybe it's kind of bolstered by some, uh, you know, algorithm that finds people who are similar to you. This is actually a means of connecting with people who are from different walks of life who have kind of gathered together on mm-hmm. familiarity with animals. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, you, you can't deny it's I think so much of that success is because there are. Uh, Niantic has made things like this with Ingress mm-hmm. and other things, but it is it capitalizes on Pokemon in such a way that it is such a broad, beloved franchise for people who don't even really play games at this point mm-hmm. anymore. It's, I, yeah. the, the number of people on my Facebook feed from friends from grammar school and college and high school who never talked about games with mm-hmm. me are all playing Pokemon, and it's it is that we're, it's it capitalizes on nostalgia for me. Some of my earliest Pokemon memories or my entertainment memories are Pokemon. Yeah, and absolutely, me too. Yeah. It's that weird thing of if I can get real for a second, get real. Um, so I got bad news on Saturday morning um, mm-hmm. that my dad is terminally ill. Mm-hmm. And so that was a day into playing the game. And later that day, I was at Max's house for a party. And there were 25 or so of us standing in a circle in Max's front yard, just standing on our phones, yelling when a Pokemon would come up. And it was this thing of, like, here's a thing from my childhood that mm-hmm. I have, like, good memories associated with, like, my dad taking me to buy Pokemon toys mm-hmm. and, like, watching the, him watching the show with me. And now I'm here with all these new, brand new people in my life. And it's just this amazing way it, it seeps into every aspect of your life. It's yeah. a huge yeah. comfort. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a really good point is, like, there's people that I'm seeing on Facebook who I went to school with who don't play games who are playing it. And... That's because I think Pokemon was such a big thing in the 90s, probably for absolutely everyone. Mm -hmm. I would think every single person who went to school in the 90s would know what Pokemon is. And it's the stuff like uh, the listens to the Pokemon theme song, I think on Spotify, have increased by like 360%. I think they said something about Pokemon surpassed Kanye. Yeah. yeah, like I'm like, well, how is this possible? People are like, oh man, the nostalgia. Like they have to listen to that theme song, yeah. and yeah. it's it's so great because I think all of those kids or everyone who grew up playing Pokemon always wanted Pokemon to be real, and mm-hmm. this yeah. is totally what that feels like. Yeah, this is yeah. this is like Pokemon that. Snap too that we always wanted. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. they've that. also like they've always been sort of chasing Jared. Jared. Damn it, Jared. <laughs> um, I mean, they've always been kind of chasing this this idea. Uh, Pokemon was always supposed to be social. Mm-hmm. You had to trade with people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you had to interact with other people. Uh, I mean, shortly after the first one came out, they had the... The Link Cable. Uh, there was the Link Cable, and then yeah. there was the, the Pocket Pikachu. Yep. Yes, yeah. Which sounds like a vibrator. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was like it was, it was a pedometer. It was making you get out there yeah. and walk around, and then they gradually integrated that into other stuff you did. And then it's always supposed to be social. And, I mean, Pokemon Snap is, is kind of similar in that it's not, not, not social. I mean... It, I mean, a little. You go to a blockbuster and you could print out your pictures if you yeah, brought your memory yeah, card. Yeah. Like, but there's always been that element. But it, up until now, okay, it's fine. You okay? Uh, if we want to derail so this, I got I got my eyelashes tattooed. Uh, oh, sorry, really? uh, glued on, and the lady glued my eyes shut. Oh uh, my god! Today, and it was very traumatic, and it still hurts. Oh, yeah. 
That's yeah. I got a, I got a friend who does that. If you want to, if you want to hook up, thanks. Also, a, a Snorlax got away on the way back, so she's very she's upset very, about very that. Very sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. We have we find light in your pain. Yeah. No, I mean it was. Uh, it's just it's such a strange thing. Like I mean I've 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 loved Pokemon like half my life, and it's always yeah. it's one of those things that for a second I was kind of embarrassed about it, and then it was like very cautiously it was something I was like comfortable about talking about at parties, and now yeah. it's like. I don't. I don't care. You know, I don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah totally. one of my one of my best friends from college, and it was not a thing I talked about in college really, but it was. We happened to figure out we were both huge Pokemon fans, and every time a new game comes out, he like goes into a hole for a weekend and yeah. just plays yeah. through the entire thing. And then, and I would take longer, but we always would talk about it. And it was like a foundational part of that friendship, but also yeah. like friendships from twelve. You hate my friend? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> just maybe, maybe think of something. No, that's like that's, no, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it it yeah. is something that brings people together. Uh, yeah, my uh, I bonded with my fiance over that. Like, black and white yeah. came in, came out like right after we were first dating, and I was first like working in games, and it was like we were. She was supposed to be going to dental school, but she was doing this crazy deep dive where I like <laughs> I came home and I was like, oh man, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. I'm like, I feel like I'm like, I'm like 16 hours in. She's like, ah, I played like 40 hours, and I'm like, you've had it for three days. Yeah. How? Yeah. That's how I my reaction to my friends. I don't know yeah. how he does it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but. but we had this weird thing where we're like lying in bed the other night. And I mean, we're like adults, sort of. We like own a house. We should probably start thinking about kids. We're supposed to be planning a wedding. Like there's all this stuff we should be dealing with. And I'm like, hey, babe, there's um, something we should probably talk about. She's like, what's that? And I'm like, well, Pokemon Sun and Moon is coming out <laughs> uh, this fall. I feel like we should start thinking about which starters we're going to go for. Mm-hmm. And she's like. I don't want that seal. And I was no, like, I don't I want like the, the seal, seal either. And she's like, I'm like, I'm like, which do you, well, that's great. I'm not, I don't sleep that's with fine. you every night, just some nights. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Wait, you too? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, which we trade off. <laughs> I get them on the weekends. Uh, um, okay, that makes sense. But no, uh, yeah, like, uh, she's like, she's like, well, I like that little owl, but I don't really want a grass type. And I was like, look, I can live with either of them. If I, if you want me to get that goth cat, you can have that Professor Who owl, like, with the leaves for wings or whatever. But it's like, that's not a conversation adults should have, yeah. but oh crap, but it, it is. Yeah. Here Charlie we are. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. like, I'm not excited for Sun and Moon. I play. I, I bounced as soon as there was a 150-second Pokemon. But, like, I, 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 really good. I was so I was so entrenched in everything in the original game. Yeah. Yeah. And and the cartoon, and the movie, uh-huh. and the, the card game. And yeah. I haven't thought about it in... 15 years or whatever mm-hmm. 10 years and so this game came out and I was like this is dumb and then I went on my first walk and I, I you know I chose a Squirtle and then I found a Pikachu and then I found a Diglett and I'm like oh dude I'm totally in because it's just yeah. flooding me with these super positive memories, memories of my yeah. childhood yeah. and that's and why it's brilliant not to have mixed it up with Pokemon from each generation and just yes. that one because I, mean, that's yeah. I would totally have, I would not yeah. have played this yeah. if there were more than those if I didn't recognize every single critter <laughs> that came out they're also going to get I mean, they don't need to because no, they've no, got everyone's don't. attention now, and they're yeah. going to push in new ones, and yeah. that's going to introduce people yeah. like us yeah. into you know that like that weird stuff like the, the koala or whatever, the little mm-hmm. man with the, the arms. I don't remember some of their names. Armin. I jumped. Koala's I jumped. Into, there's like six hundred. I jumped into black and white. Like I love black and white because yeah. it was effectively a reboot of the original 150. Yeah. Like they were all like. They were like, yeah, who remembers Muck and Grimer? Well, they're back, and now they're literal trash. Yeah. They're just like, I mean, a lot of the original 150 were designed because the graphical fidelity of the first Game Boy wasn't mm-hmm. up to showing different animals at that mm. yeah. at that resolution. Yeah. But the time black and white rolled around, they're like, yeah, you can draw whatever the hell we want. So they're like, all right, this one's a sword. 
Yeah. This other one's a chandelier. Yeah, There's a exactly. keychain Pokemon yeah. in that generation. Yeah. It's just, yeah. No, it totally works. And it, it marries that with, I mean, we're lucky because we live in a very populated large city. And I understand a lot of people can't play the game because they live in a small city. And you... It's not even in small cities. It's hey, just I gotta some go. Cities. My mom's calling me. Okay. okay. Bye, Mom. Thanks, Max. I can put on a speakerphone. Sure. Does she have a, we have to leave in four How minutes. How many Pokemon has she called? Hello? Hi. Hi. Oh, good. Well, give me a call when you're when you're out front, and I'll show you around. Okay, because um, I'm a slow walker, as you. I know. Have That's fine. I won't. I won't go anywhere. Okay. All right. I'll see you. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Do we have to put a lower third for? Her? <laughs> that was really cute. Yeah, that yeah. was really cute. Um. Yeah, but it's it's marrying that with uh, the love of a city I adore wandering around. Um, and yeah, it sucks if you live somewhere rural or even somewhere not super rural, just in a not a major metropolitan area. That, hey, if, if that's the case, sure. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in the country. Go out and catch some real animals. <laughs> yeah. You want a froakie, go on down by the pond. Yeah. They're uh, called frogs. On that note, we got to head out because they're doing esports in here soon. Oh, yeah. Cool. Doing uh, a cool esport. That was great. Um, we'll do plugs really quick. Uh, you can uh, find us all on Twitter. I am at McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Alana's at Charalanazard. Max is at Max Scoville. Uh, and, uh, Jonathan's uh, at J.M. Dornbush. J.M. What does J. the M stand for? Uh, Marty Sleva? Yes. Jonathan Marty Sleva Dornbush. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan name. middle name Dornbush. Middle yeah. name Dornbush. Yeah. No, it's uh, Max. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, yeah my, my grandpa's name was Max. Nice. Yeah. You did I've heard of Max as a middle name. Yeah, my nickname when I was uh, middle school was J-Max. Nice. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Weird, it, huh? It, it spun off into a Viva La Bam parody YouTube series <laughs> called Viva La J-Max. This is a real thing I did. Wow. It's off YouTube, thankfully, now. But wow. that was Viva La Bam parody. Because that might get in the way of you having a respectable yes. job. <laughs> no, I know. I realized that in Welcome high school. Welcome to Podcast Beyond. I hope you guys had a fun time <laughs> this today. This is my what? Uncle Dino. I said lick picks, for God's oh, yeah. sake. Yeah. That's fine. We've all Better said Better of the lick pick. <laughs> We've all said so much worse. Definitely. Um, have you guys seen those dig pics? Where it's like dig pics, dig pics but they're with... Diglets. Diglets. Oh, yeah, those are really yeah. good. Nick Robinson's yeah. was really good. Yeah. Instagram yeah. introduced a feature where it blows an image of someone that you're not following sends it to you, so I don't get dick pics anymore. It's great. You did it. Congration. You done it. Beyond. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.